0: Welcome home, this is Audio EXP for the 16th of April 2022 and the title of this episode is the $150 d deal. Outland Arts is in the spotlight this month as voted for by Patrons. I have flung some questions at will of Outland so I hope to have answers in an article before deadline day and Goodman Game fans are in for a treat as their familiar name there. Now, since we're talking about deadlines and timings, just a quick note to say, I've moved the end of the blogging day back to midnight you know, due to real life pressures. I' shocking, I know. Midnight? For the end of the day? Well, that means this podcast is slated for Saturday, anytime. What a relief. So much pressure off. And I'm an idiot for not doing it sooner. The D&D deal is big news. Beamdog has made several of the biggest Dungeons & Dragons computer games yet. Games like Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights. And they've been bought by Asper Media. That puts Beamdog in the same group as Fantasy Flight and Dark Horse. Okay, okay, that's probably not the D&D deal that has most tabletop gamers interested. That deal will be Hasbro paying $146 million for D&D Beyond. That is a lot of money, and D&D Beyond is run by Fandom, and if you've been here for earlier podcasts, you will know that I have talked about two things before. Firstly, about 50% of gamers had no idea that D&D Beyond wasn't a Wizards of the Coast-owned project. And secondly, I have talked long about this missing part of Wizards of the Coast's digital future, and the importance of virtual tabletops and digital toolkits for the hobby—they're really closely connected to how many people play and buy their games these days. Now, Fandom didn't build the tech for D&D Beyond; they bought that from Curse. So we don't know how much of those behind-the-scenes mechanics Hasbro's are taking with them, and how much Fandom gets to keep. And this is interesting because Fandom has a rival to 5e with Cortex, and now we can expect those two to go more openly head-to-head. The 50th anniversary editions of D&D due out next year will be especially interesting now. Adam Bradford, the co-founder of D&D Beyond, long ago moved on to Demiplane. Demiplane, also not a virtual tabletop but increasingly a digital toolkit, announced a big deal. They'll run the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game Nexus, and that means you'll be able to check rules, organize your character, and find games for Marvel's new RPG there. Roll20 also reported that they would have the system, but they don't get a branded thing like the Nexus. Which strategy will work best? Time will tell. Marvel also interviewed Matt Forbeck, the game's designer, with a micro-teaser of the forthcoming playtest. It's not a cheap book, and is only a playtest. I'm more confident about that business decision. If you can get fans to play for a playtest without upsetting them, do so. It's money. We've the Marvel RPG to look forward to. Sadly, this week I confirmed that we're going to lose the game. There definitely won't be any more Samurai Rabbits from Sanguine Productions, as the Usagi Jojimbo license has ended. Uh, perhaps Yojimbo isn't the most well known of tabletops, but it is a big manga, and the spin off is about to launch on Netflix. I suspect that's why the license deal didn't get another run. Uh, we might speculate, somebody else pick it up. I also speculate that the price of the game will definitely go up now because it's become rare, and the title is about to become known to Western audiences. I've bought a copy on eBay. A game that's coming. A game that uses inspired by, rather than official license, is Gila's RPG Rune. This is a solo hex crawl and is inspired by Dark Souls. Gila is probably better known for fast action and a lack of maps, with Lumen and Nova, and doing a tactical game is an exciting move. It shows scope. There's no release date, but unlike Marvel, the playtest is open right now and it's free to join. In the last week's Audio EXP podcast, when I first highlighted the vanishing Yusei guy, Yojumbo, I also talked about the free RPG trend. Now, two weeks don't make a trend, but let's highlight some of the freebies from this week. So, in no particular order, there's Fearsome Wilderness from Geektopia Games, which uses the Year Zero engine and has PCs as prisoners, whose transport spaceship crashes down on the wilds of a civilization-free planet. It's about surviving the wilderness, and each other. And Coco Publishing has a quick start for Stolen Havens, and that's a fantasy world in which monsters appear from thin air. If you've heard of neither Coco and Geektopia, then, and apologise to both, good. I'm trying to cover smaller and indie publishers here, and not just Watsy, as they whip $150 million out onto the table. Bugbear Slug did one better, and released the entire Transhuman Horror Necropole for free. It really is a Transhuman Horror, as PCs in it are busy twisting themselves to become as skeletal as possible, modifying their body as aggressively as they can. Another interesting option is the newly released Quickstart for Not the End, and that's interesting for many reasons. So let's talk about two. Firstly, not the End uses the hex system, a character sheet of hexes and words and its relationship there, the visual connections that are part of the mechanics. Secondly, the partnership of publishers who bring us the game, Fumble, GDR and Manor Project Studio are currently working on the official Cowboy Bebop RPG. The last freebie takes us back to D&D and Wizards of the Coast. Eberron, the steampunk and magic setting, was released back in 2004, and the core rules had a sample adventure called The Forgotten Forge. The pages of that adventure have been scanned and uploaded, and are now free to download from DriveThruRPG. Now, since we're back to D&D, I want to check whether I have bragging rights or not. I like to think that Geek Native was the first, or at least among the first, tabletop RPG blogs to notice that the big bad in Stranger Things 4, is called Vecna. That is the leech god villain from Forgotten Realms, and Stranger Things does like to use D&D to name the, the series baddie. I got that tip from an IGN interview. I also noticed this week that Steve Jackson is writing again, not the Steve Jackson of Steve Jackson games, but Steve Jackson of Fighting Fantasy. There's been no new Fighting Fantasy book from Steve Jackson in over thirty years now, with the fortieth anniversary approaching, Steve will write the secrets of Salmonis. It all of course started at Firetop Mountain with the Warlock, and Sir Ian, the other co-creator, will take us back for the thirtieth anniversary. Ian Livingston will pen Shadow of the Giants, and that's about a magical device being found in Firetop Mountain now. Before we get into bundle deals, and mindful that I've been mixing up freebies with some big cash figures, let me talk about £10,000. Asmodee, who are now of course related to Beamdog, have teamed up with a computer game retailer in the UK called Game. Game is going the other way, pushing more into board games, trying to counter those who download from Steam rather than going to an actual store or have discs sent to us in the post. Game is now selling board games. And the £10,000 is part of a prize system running this month. And details are on the block but the long and short of it is you will win our prize. It might just be game points but it might be a lot of cash. My Easter idea, for those of us with a bit of cash, although not terribly much, is the official My M&M site. You can upload your own art, such as character tokens from your virtual tabletops and get them printed on multicolour M&Ms. I thought that might be an excellent way to treat your players or surprise your GM during chocolate season. Lastly, two bundles to call out are both at the Bundle of Holding. One is the Victorian steampunk mashup from Goodman Games of Etherscope and the other from Necrotic Home is Old School Essentials Treasures. You can find links to all those in the show notes. And on that note, let's wrap there. Don't eat too much chocolate and I will see you next week.